You're listening to Jesus Unfiltered with Eddie D. and Nicole. What does it mean to live the blessed life? On this episode, we talk about what God is obligated to do for his children and examine how conformity to Christ requires being thankful for the moments in life when it feels like we're more cursed than blessed. Now, Jesus Unfiltered with Eddie D. and Nicole. What's up, everybody? Hello. Eddie D. Oh. And you're watching another episode or listening to another episode of Jesus Unfiltered. I'm definitely grateful to all who are subscribing, who are commenting, who are watching, who are listening, who are sharing. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and to God be the glory for everything that he's doing. Um, I'm excited, as always, for the topic we're about to get into tonight. Um, and so, yeah, um, let's just jump right into it. Uh, you had brought up the idea of what it means to be blessed. Um, and so I'll kind of just let you spearhead this conversation and then I'll jump in. No, I mean, I think I'm just excited to hear what you have to say because you sound like you're about to preach. So <laughs> um, it was just really on my heart to talk about, I mean, really that particular word blessed, being blessed, because a lot of times when we hear that being blessed, uh, usually when I hear it, it is, you know, referring to the materials of this world and the success. I mean, not even just materials, but the way your life is going, if your life is going in what you believe is a good way, then you are considered blessed. <clears throat> uh, but that is, I beg to differ. You know, I, I believe that um, it's not, it's, it's not, I can't even say it's not just about, but it's not about the materials of this world that make you blessed because, well, first of all, what is blessed? I just thought about that. <laughs> um, but here, you go ahead. You go first, and then I'll read what. Oh, go was. ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, this is not a Bible verse. I know you're going to go there. Um, but I was just reading something, and it talked about the word blessed in the Bible, basically, uh, mainly the New Testament. And he wrote that most of the time when the word blessed is being used in the New Testament, he's referring to, um, I don't know how to pronounce this, eudaimonia, okay. which means good and spirit. Um, it's also translated meaning human flourishing, whatever. Jesus is saying that people of good spirit are blessed. People of good spirit are blessed. <laughs> there are long, complicated discussions about that and what it really means. But he, he goes on to talk about often when folks say that they are blessed, they really mean circumstances have occurred that make them happy. Get that again. Circumstances have occurred to make them happy. And when he said that, I stopped right there and then continued reading, which I should have. Usually when I hear something, it's hard for me to get it out because I started getting in my own head. And he, thought, he said that it makes them happy. And usually when we think about happiness, we think about the things that are happening in our life. 
-hmm. that is making us happy, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that we're blessed. And so mm -hmm. I got in my little head for a little bit, and then I started reading again. I'm like, okay, he said it. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so a person who was spared, certainly he's blessed, but so is the person who lost everything, which is mm -hmm. what we need to realize mm -hmm. is that the person who was spared from losing their life from cancer is blessed just as much as the person who did not. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the person who came out of that car wreck, um, un uh, no scars, no nothing is blessed. Just like the person who came out of that car wreck who ended in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You're still blessed. Mm -hmm. They may not be happy mm -hmm. because earthly happiness means our circumstances prompted an emotion. Mm. Go ahead. Mm -mm. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Mm -mm. <clears throat> and so he just goes on to tell us to not confuse being happy with being blessed. Um, let me see. Well, I want to get down to what he said. Um, that whatever our certain situations, God, God, has, we've already got the victory out of all of it, no matter what. So that in itself is a blessing. People have to realize that we are blessed even in the the darkest of times because you it, it's not about even though we're in it the right now like what do you say all the time ten thousand years from now mm -hmm. what will this what will this that's matter? how i sound when i say it that's how i sound when i say it. <laughs> ten thousand years from now <laughs> you gonna start gonna saying matter? it like that no I'm, yeah, i might i might i might adopt that i mean you make it sound like i sound very social and i do ten thousand years <laughs> will all this stuff so crazy. All right, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> Start saying it like that from now on to see what happens. <laughs> so he just keeps going on to when you are feeling overwhelmed with grief and pain. Um, he talks about turning to Paul's letter to the Romans and his mighty words ringing down through the centuries. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ our Lord Jesus Romans Christ. chapter 8. And because of that, no matter what we go through, is the reason why we are blessed. It doesn't matter the things that we get or the things that we don't get. The health that we're in, the, the, the jobs that we get, the people that are in our lives, regardless, we are blessed because we have Christ. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do mm -hmm. with something happening that prompts our emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, we talked about you know our emotions, you know, being neither good nor bad because they're they're our emotions. But even in that, it's a blessing to have them. Can you can you can you think about the person who? Oh my gosh! In this, it breaks my heart. Because even in having your emotions is a blessing, whether it makes you happy or sad, because there are some people out there who I've witnessed who can't even have that. Mm. I mm. think I'm always asking, mm. asking baby girl, like, mm. are you okay? Mm -hmm. And her how response got feeling? me. Like, this is how you're supposed to look when you're feeling that thing. Like, mm. nope, mm -mm. you feel something. You feel something. You know, what, whether it's what, happy, what, mad. What, and, no, what is that nothing? What is... What is that? that nothing. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I was really coming from. I really want to hear what you have to say about that because mm -hmm. I I walk I walk around myself a lot 
Um, and sometimes when people ask how you're doing, I say, I'm great. I am so blessed. I'm humble. I don't do that all the time because then I, I start falling into um, brown. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's like when you, but I have to catch myself because a lot of time, not a lot of times, I have, I, I've noticed that sometimes when I do that, it's because of the emotions that I'm feeling at the time. And nothing's wrong with that. Mm. Nothing's wrong with mm -hmm. that because it's been a good day or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I have also caught myself at a bad time when, you know, my shin's being crushed or, mm. <laughs> mm. or something's happened to where I can't do something I want to do. Mm -hmm. I walk around and someone asks how you're doing. I'm great. Or sometimes mm. I even say, I'm here. Mm. I don't know if that's good to say or mm. not, but the truth of the matter is I'm here mm -hmm. and I can't ask for, I can't ask for anything better than, but to be here mm -hmm. and thankful that God is allowing it. And that is a blessing. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. So I'm going, so feel free to interrupt, ask questions anytime. Because I'm about to go on a tear. Okay. I've been waiting to go on a tear. I've been waiting to hear it. And so, um, the word blessed in scripture is not talking about the accumulation of things. It's talking about the state of the soul. Right? And so, when he talks about, when anybody in the word talks about being blessed, being blessed, being blessed, they're always talking about how they're feeling in their soul, mm -hmm. how they're feeling in their soul. And so what has happened, obviously, and, we, and, and again, it's, it's hard to have this conversation in a lot of churches today because of this, we have equated blessing to the accumulation of things, mm -hmm. the reward of of thing of a thing, um, and people will sometimes say that the rewards are not always material, and there is truth to that because it's sometimes a blessing just to be able to have a good day. It's a blessing to be able to. You know, um, to to see the sunrise, the blessing to have, how they say, the blood running warm in our veins. Like that is a blessing in and of itself. Um, but just as you said, it is a blessing to be in the Lord despite the state the state that you're in. And that is what a lot of people, a lot of pastors, a lot of churches, a lot of denominations, they don't they don't understand that enough <laughs> to be able to tell people the truth about what it means to be blessed or to, or to understand what the blessed life is, right? So you hear a lot of songs that we've sung in church, you know, living the blessed life and I'm living in the overflow. We're blessed in the city and in the field. I'm in next in line for a blessing. God's got a blessing with your name on it. And on and on and on we could go of how many songs we've sung where the blessing that we were looking for um, was was something that we were ex expecting exactly. to get in the material. 
get expecting to get in the material. And so we've even gone so far as to start thanking God in advance of the blessing that's coming. Somebody said it like this, and I'm not going to out them because I love them. We're going to praise God on credit in, in its expectation of something coming. And so what happens a lot in a lot of our churches today is because we've equated the blessed life with getting things, we think the not getting means we're cursed. The not getting means that something's wrong. The not getting means that we're doing something that's out of line with God, despite having a good relationship with him in the sense of I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to church, I'm paying my monies, whether it's in tithes, offerings, or whatever you want to call it, and giving, I'm you know, participating in activities, I'm doing all these things, and I feel like I got a good relationship, a good toleration with God, so then why am I not getting anything? And so a lot of people equate the blessed life with doing these things in order to be rewarded. And people will tease out verses like blessed is blessed are you when though when they curse you and revile you because yours is the kingdom of heaven. You know, to what does it say? Um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things be added to you. We keep thinking and expecting that if I do all these things, then God is obligated to bless me. Because that's what we think the blessed life is. But on repeat, scripture tells us that the blessed life has nothing to do with the material. It has everything to do with the spiritual. And so what happens is that when we enter into a relationship with God, our lives are no longer about the accumulation of material things. When you say material things, what do you mean by material? I'm talking about jobs to make money relationships in order to have security, love, success, um, successful, you know, marriage, kids. I'm talking about, um, you know, health and wealth, talking about status, fame, glory. I'm talking about anything that the principalities and powers of this world deem what a good life looks like. God God is taking us out of that space and moving us into a spiritual alignment. And in that alignment, the blessed life then becomes knowing Jesus. Paul says it in um, in first in, in, uh, in uh, Philippians chapter three, when he says that um, when he says, hold on, when he says, starting in verse three, we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the, confidence in the flesh though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. In those verses, Paul is saying, if anybody got reason to brag on who he is as a person, I do. Like y'all out here bragging because you got this credential, that credential. I got all of them. Every credential you think you got, I got that times 10. I am the bomb.com and I, and I own that. And so for a lot of us, we think that that's what the blessed life is. We think that status, fame, wealth, and the, the obtaining of those things, getting that bag, getting that status, 
getting that, you know, that, that high value man or getting that boss be of a wife. Like that's what we think the blessed life is. And a lot of our churches are preaching that on repeat, that that is what they should be seeking after. They should be the head and not the tail. They should be above and not beneath. They should be the, the lender and not the borrower. And on repeat, we hear these messages thinking that that's what the blessed life is. And it's not any, and it doesn't make it any better that half of our worship songs are tethered to that. Half of the songs that we listen to on our, in, on our radios and in our, in our, our, on our Spotify playlist talking about being blessed, it's all about getting stuff, being mm -hmm. next in line, one prayer away, one step away from getting the things that we want. But Paul tells us in the very next verse, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, and here's the part we don't like, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish is rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness the, from God that depends on faith. Paul says that we, as believers in Christ, should treasure and value Christ more mm -hmm. than stuff to the point where even if we lose stuff, we have Christ, which is a much greater gain than anything that we could obtain here on earth. So how is it that the blessed life could be about the accumulation of things when Paul, who by all accounts should be the king in his day, if he's living the blessed life, when he's saying, I've lost everything, but I still have Christ. If you look at the, the, all the apostles, none of them lived the blessed life. None of them sat up as pastors or bishops or deacons or whatever in churches and sat on their laurels and gained wealth and gained money and gained fame and gained glory. All of them died. Horrif horrific deaths. We, if we looked at them today, we would, in, in the time that we live in right now, we wouldn't consider them blessed. We will consider them, not, they must not be praying right. They must not be living right. They must be doing something wrong because they ain't got nothing. They're running from house to house trying to find a place to lay their heads. The cops are constantly after them, trying to arrest them and beat them for, for preaching the word. How can, they, how can they be blessed? But the reason they can say that they are is because they lost everything for the sake of Christ. So Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may such share his sufferings, mm -hmm. becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So, the blessed life then is knowing <laughs> Jesus. The blessed life is being conformed and patterned into the image of our creator from one degree of glory to the next, hashtag 2 Corinthians. So that means that anything that we suffer or struggle with in this life is a part of the blessed life because 
anything that we go through for the sake of righteousness is pushing us toward the life that we want, which is knowing Jesus. And and a lot of times what we where we where we start to where some people get that, but then start to veer a little bit with that is when we are going through those struggles, but in those struggles, we are expecting to come out with a blessing. Job. Hashtag Job. Because people have taken the story of Job and, yes. and twisted it mm-hmm. to think I'm suffering to get double for my trouble. Yes. And that is not the point of the Job story. No. That's not the point of Job's story. The point of Job's story is that regardless of what we're going through, we are to trust in God. That's you know it. God could have written Job's ending any other way. Job's life still would have been blessed because he said it himself. I came into this world naked. I'm going to leave this world naked. The Lord gives. The Lord takes away. Blessed Thank be. You. Oh my goodness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job knew whether I have everything I could ever ask for yeah. or whether I have nothing to my name. God is still blessed. Yes. God is still worthy of praise, glory, and honor because he's God. Not because he did anything to me or did anything for me outside of saving my life and giving me salvation. He doesn't owe me anything besides anything that he gives me, heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. That means anything in the stars and the heavens and the sky, all the suns and the moons and the Blackness in between is gone. No more sun, no more moon, no more stars, no more galaxies. All that's gone. Earth and everything in it, gone. Why do we see kingdoms rise and fall in history? Why do kingdoms and nations rise and fall all the time? None of this stuff is meant to last forever. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. So why are we storing up? And accumulating things and believing that the accumulation of things means that we're blessed. Mm-hmm. Because Christ himself said, heaven and earth going to pass away. But this word, this, what I'm telling you, the gospel, this is going to stand. This is all that's going to stand. And what he tells us in Revelation is, he told John said it, he saw it, he saw it. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The old passed away. And he made all things new. So if John saw it and God gave him the wherewithal to write it so that we could have it, why are we calling anything here the blessed life? It is a blessing to be alive. It is a blessing to have things. It's a blessing to not have to struggle and suffer like our ancestors have, like anybody before us has, and to have the good life. No one's saying that you that we don't want to strive for it, but if you are equating your life being blessed as to having it easy, mm-hmm. you signed up for the wrong God. Mm-hmm. Because God did not promise us an easy life. Come, come get them. God is not. God has not obligated Himself to give us an easy life. He did, however obligate himself to give us a faithful life. 
a life full of faith. Mm -hmm. And that faith is going to be tested yes. by fire. And notice that most often God tests you in the areas that you won't let go of. Mm. When he went to the rich young ruler, mm -hmm. he told the rich, the rich young, young ruler came to him and said, what I got to do to be saved? Oh, easy. Follow commandments. Oh, got that. What's next? Take everything you got, sell it, give the money to the poor, come follow me, and I will give you riches in heaven. And what did he do? Walked away sad. Why? Because he loved his stuff. Yeah. God comes for the idols. Whatever your idol is, God's coming for it. And a lot of times, people have equated the blessed life as the accumulation of whatever you fill in that blank. So God says, I got to take that from you in some capacity. It, it doesn't mean you're going to take everything for everybody. For everybody. You ain't going to take, take everything, but he's going to take that which is valuable to you to test your faith. To test your faith. Exactly. Like, do you really believe me? Do you really believe in me? Or are you believing in me for the stuff? Because I today in today's time, people, people and churches make God look it make God look fun and exciting and like they make God look like you need to be over here. Like it's almost it almost it almost makes me think of people making God into like a fashion. Come on now. Something like that. Yeah. Like this is the it thing to do right now. Yes. And that's and Yes. I, yeah. And so it it and it and it kind of hurts because we were talking about this what two weeks ago? Uh with the song uh, with the song was Tasha Hobbs? Yes. And, yes, 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 yes. Uh, mm -hmm. girl. Um and, uh, the, the, the yeah, eyes yeah. haven't seen yeah. And it's almost Even like us. it's almost like that's why people are coming. I'm and this mm -hmm. is not for everybody, but it's making God seem like this is the it thing to do right now. Come on, so you can get this. Come on, so you can get that. But it's not just that we're leaving out a lot of stuff in between. Mm -hmm. And I know you can't say it all. You can't tell it all, like just like that. But where's but, the balance? Yes, tell tell of the good. Mm -hmm. But then tell tell Just tell up everything. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah, he can give you. He can, he can. give you materialistic he, things. But he ain't but obligated it to. Mean that he will. Right. He can heal you. Right. That doesn't mean that he will. Right. I mean, he can give you a whole bunch of money. Doesn't mean that he will. He can give you kids. Doesn't mean that he will. Right. He can put you in a really really good relationship. Doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that, that he, he will. will. Because the thing is, things change, y'all. <clears throat> You say you want this. You say you want your health. You say you want kids. You say you want a really good relationship. But what does that truly mean to you? When you're asking for those things, do you really know what you're asking for? Mm. Because it's like, that's a... Go ahead. That's why I... Go ahead. That, no, mm. go ahead. Mm. Mm. You said, for example, for example, you say, God, give me a good relationship. That's what right? I was doing. You give me Come a on. good relationship. So you get in a good relationship, right? 
but God put you two together to be each other's mirror. And in that good relationship, you're exposing each other's flaws. Yes, yeah. You're exposing each other's faults. And you're getting into arguments and you're getting into disagreements. And you're like, God, I thought this was supposed to be a good relationship. And God comes back and tells you it's the best relationship you could ever have. Why? Because it's showing you who you really are Do and you know what, what you need you to are change. you asking for, you guys? Do you know what you're asking for? Because you want to go, and you know, you, we, we, we want to go to God. Go to God, ask God for what you want. Don't, if you're going to ask anybody anything, ask God. But you need. What are you asking for? It, what, what are what are you asking for? Because here's the thing, right? Same thing with the relationship. Same thing with the job. You want a good job, right? But do you want the job or do you want the money the that money. comes with the job? What are you asking? What for? are you asking for? <laughs> because you want that high powered job, but do you want the responsibilities that, that come, come with, with it? it? Listen, I'm thinking about you know with, with me writing this book, right? Writing, trying to get past this book. You know, these publishers ain't hollering at me. So, coming soon, you guys. Coming soon. Right? And so for me, it's like, okay, so how bad do you want it? Yeah. How bad do you want it? I went and listened to this podcast the other day, and they said for people who are really successful at what they do, they know the business of what they're doing. And I'm like, I know. You gotta go know I it. don't want to do that. But in order, if I want this book to go out there, what am I willing to do? God says the same thing about us in our relationship with him. You yes. said you want this. You said you want you said me. You want me. More of me. You said yes to me. This is what comes with it. We see the problem with the blessed life is that we think that when we get in the kingdom, God's supposed to make everything easy. We he th we think that everything's gonna be easy now. I don't have to work. I don't have to do nothing. We're so entitled. God's just going to give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And I don't have to do anything. Not but the man. process of sanctification and becoming more like Christ is such to where if you say you want me, it's going it, to, even though my salvation is unconditional, sanctification is not. Hmm. It comes with conditions. You want to be more like me. I got to, oh my God, you, how you said this so well years ago. I have to break your hands sometimes. To make you let go of things that you won't let go of to yes. be more like me. I got to throw you in some fire sometimes. Burn, burn some stuff off. off of you. Guess what? Fire burns. And breaking hurts. It hurts. Dude, it hurts. you know how when people have to have surgery for, for things Ooh. that, you know, they have broken. Mm. They have to, like, sometimes break it again to make it, to make it, to make it. To make it grow back, yes, not grow back properly. But yes, we need to set it properly because the body will naturally heal itself, itself the way that it's broken. So if you're broken like this and you don't let God come in and straighten come you on, out, you're going to end up healing deformed. Yes, God got to go in there and break that again. Break it again, and that hurts. It hurts, and it's not easy, and it's hard, and it's painful. And because we don't like pain, we think God is punishing, punishing us. us. What did I do, God? Because I used to do that sometimes. God, what did I do? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did yeah, you not punish me for that yet. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. And so we think that. You know, we try not to sin. Come on now. So that we're not punished for what we did. Right. And sinning is not about, I mean, in the punish, punishment is not about the sin. It's not even a it's punishment. punishment. To begin with, <laughs> it's, I got to break you to give you more me. Jesus said himself in, 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 I think it was John 15, if I'm not mistaken, because I just sent it to somebody the other day. It's, um, John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
And in order for for those who he loves, he prunes. Mm -hmm. That literally means I got to cut stuff off of you to grow more fruit. Just like with a rose bush. If, like you don't, if you don't cut every now and then the prune stuff, you know, you're going to get the same amount of roses that you got the last time, and all they're going to do is just keep growing outward. You're not going to see more roses on the bush. you got to prune it every now and then so that more roses can grow. Mm-hmm. That's the process that God takes us through sometimes. And the pruning hurts. Yes. It's, it's hurtful because God is pruning our flesh. Yes. He's breaking our he's breaking our need for the flesh. He's starving our flesh. Somebody said it like this: If your soul is starving, eat, but eat the word. word. God said, "I'm the bread of life. If you eat of me, you'll never go hungry again." He didn't say, "Eat me one time, Mm -hmm. and then you're good." He said, "No, you got to come back. You got to keep keep feeding." But guess what? He said, "I got an endless supply. You can eat of me whenever." Yes. I'm here. You thirsty? Drink, fool. But don't drink one time. Come back. Mm-hmm. I'm a living spring. And I remember the first time I finally understood it. I was like, oh, man, I thought God was just a, like a one-time big barrel. I remember that, too. And drink yeah. it. He's like, drink, no. You no. You're not going to want anything else to drink. Right. Um, no. You're going to get thirsty <laughs> again. But he's saying, I'm an everlasting well. I will never run dry. And he said that because... In that time, the wells used to dry up mm-hmm. because it got hot. Yeah. And so you had to get the water while it was running. Because if it if it stopped running, you got to go look for another well to get water from. And don't be on somebody else's property. Oh, they can kill you for that if you go stealing water off their property. That's why water was a big, but was a big and probably still is, a big commodity in those desert, dry, arid areas. Because if you got water, psh, do you know what you can do? Farmland, irrigation, cattle, like water was a big deal. So for him to call himself the living water, he was calling himself an endless supply that you could always come back to every time you're thirsty. A lot of our people are starving in their souls and star- and starving so, so badly, but they won't run to the well that never runs dry. Because they are Feeling <clears throat> not blessed. You, you, their soul is good. The soul is, soul soul is, good. is good. You're with you. You're in Christ. You're, you're in Christ. You're talking to believers. You're in Christ. You are good. Yes, your situation. You are, your situation is not awful. It's, it does not mean that you're not blessed. Exactly. Because if it, anything, Eddie, you should feel more blessed because God is present. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the, the valley, valley of shadows of death, that's scary. Yeah, shadows of death. Yeah, not death itself. The shadows. Shadows are sometimes worse than death itself. Shadows are scary. Yeah, I mean, look at shadows behind you. Why you can't keep looking back? Listen, listen. What was it? What was that one video we saw? Or that? Who was it? It was. I think it was either Maria or Allison who saw that shadow for the first time and it scared them. I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody saw I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's one of them or whether it's some other kid, but they saw their shadow for the first time and it scared them. Oh, I remember that. It was a little kid and they just started they started yelling. Started yelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they didn't know. They was like, What is that? Mm -hmm. Why is it following me? And they kept looking back. And it's right there. Oh my this shadow scared 
the shadows. So you can you imagine walking through a valley of shadows of death where you even feel you feel the death, the death. It's it's impending. But what does he say? Yea, though I walk through it, I will fear no evil. Not because of his strength, yeah, not because of how strong he is, not because of how much money he got, not because of how much status he got, not because of how much fame he got, but because God is with him. Moses himself said to God, as God is saying, I'm going to make you blessed like the other nations. Kings, I'm going to set you up with money, food, everything you can think of, wipe out all your enemies. Y'all going to sit fat. I'm just not going to be there with you. Ooh. That's the catch. That's the bad. Moses, Moses was just like, you gonna do what? No, man. No, no. No, I'd rather sit here in the wilderness. I'd rather sit here in this chaos, this this little marching around this mountain for 40 years. I'd rather do that than to not be with you because if you are not with us, we're no better than the kingdoms you're getting ready to wipe out. Which means we probably gonna get set up for the okie doke and get wiped out too. So no, I think we're better off with you than without you. The whole point of us coming here is because of you. It's because of you. You are our God. And so, again, even Moses knew our blessing is not in being in the promised land. Mm. Our blessing is that we got God yes. regardless of where we are. Regardless of what. That's why Paul said, I know how to be content. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm rich or poor, whether I'm up or I'm down, or have plenty or little, Find myself wanting for crying out loud. I know how to be content. Yes. I can be all things. The do is actually an, an intransitive verb that we messed up in translation. Should be I am all things. I can be all things. Not I can do action verb. I can be all things through Christ who strengthens me. We, so we take that verse and we mess it up, too, to make it a blessing thing. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ. So I want to be a millionaire. I can do it through Christ. If I want to be a CEO, I can do it through Christ. Paul is like, nah, bro, you can be <laughs> rich or poor and be content. Yes. The secret to contentment is Christ. Having him, I can be in any state because I got him. Mm-hmm. Told you, Alicia Keys is on something. Some people want it all, but I don't want nothing at all if it ain't you, Jesus. Some people want diamond rings, want everything, but everything means nothing if I don't have Jesus. That's why a, a little while back, I mean, it's, we talked about, you know, getting in. And by no means are we saying don't strive for no. your dreams, your goals. No, don't stop no, trying to get there. No, we're not. But don't think that just because you don't, don't. get there, if you don't get there, that you did something wrong, that you're not blessed, that you're 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 not doing something right. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it may be depending on what you're doing, what you're doing, and how you're going about it. But like doing with integrity. That's between you and God. <clears throat> that's when you need to really sit and, and and talk with God, have that relationship with Him, to know that just because I'm not there does not mean you are not with me. Yes. Yes. He's still with you mm-hmm. no matter what. You just never know if your plans are his plans. Come on. Your goals are his goals. Come on. You don't know what he's trying to do. I always I used to say, um <clears throat> I used to I used to um this is probably kinda off a little bit. 
but I used to be scared sometimes because when I didn't do something right or when I, cause I was, I was not, I was a sneaky little something. <laughs> um, and so I was the one I used to fear getting in trouble from my parents and from God. Mm. And so <laughs> what I would do was I would, whatever I did, knowing it was wrong, mm. I'd go back and be like, okay, what is my punishment going to be? Oh, I used to do the same thing. Really? I used to anticipate. Even if my parents did not know, I anticipated something from God. Yes. And that is not always the case, you guys. God is not <sighs> going. And, and okay, let me say this. God, mm -hmm. he, you may be punished for it. I mm -hmm. don't, it's up to God what mm -hmm. he does. Mm -hmm. But he is not punishing you mm -hmm. to because of what you did. Mm. I feel like it's it's a quote unquote punishment because of your heart's posture. Mm. Your guilty conscience. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I used I really I used to I used to be that way and that's and I used to always think to myself, okay, all right, so this just happened. So that was my punishment. Mm -hmm. Okay, God. Are we good? Are we good? Are we square? God. Are we square? That is not. Can I, <laughs> I did something wrong one time, right? And going through that same little process I went through was like, okay, God, what's the punishment? I know something coming probably about tomorrow. Something bad going to happen to me. And then we're going to be good, right? Dude. And we're going to be good. When God didn't do didn't anything. Do anything. It scared the Woo! living daylights out of me. Yeah. I was wondering, okay, does this mean we're square or does or this mean I... you left me? That scared the living daylights out of me because I knew, I knew that God was a God of justice. My finite thinking of who God is, God is a God of justice. So if I did something wrong, he has to punish me. Because that's how my parents raised me up in a punishment system. And so that's the way God operates. That's how they raised me, forgot how God was. He punishes those who do, who do wrong. So I knew this punishment's coming. So once the punishment comes, then we're square. Every, the, the scales have been balanced. But when God didn't balance those scales in my finite thinking, Ooh. I was deathly afraid for a whole week that yes. God had left me. Or that something really, really, really bad was coming because he didn't he didn't balance the scales. He never balanced those scales because I didn't know the scales had already been balanced two thousand years ago when he died on the cross and rose again from a sin. But I didn't have an understanding of that yes. because nobody in my life at that time knew what the gospel was, let alone could teach it to me. So all I knew was justice. All I knew was you do wrong, you get punished. Now we live in a society where God forgives all sin to the point where you barely got to ask him for it. Just come in. You don't have to change. Come as you are. And God, as long as you're good and you're doing good things, Christ loves you. You don't necessarily have to submit to him just acknowledge that he's Lord and Savior just a little bit, and he's obligated to bless you based on your work. That's, really nice. That's the blessed life. 
You don't have to. You don't have to change anything about yourself. You don't have to go through any process. Just come as you are every day. Humbly come before Him as you are, and watch God work in your life. There is no. There is no work for you to do, mind you. There's no work for us to do to be saved. Like when, so we're not out here talking about legalism where you got to do stuff to get saved. That's not what we're saying. It's right. almost like it's either the it's one extreme or to the, the next. other. It's never it's the middle. Never the balance. Either you come in and you just don't do nothing, or you come in and you, you got to work, work, going. work, work, work. There's no come There's in. No, let's let's, let's get to know let's him. Get to know him. Let's get let's get let's understand what you're in. Understand what your life is about to be like. What is your relationship, what is your relationship with God like going to look not like? It is not the same. Looks the same. Exactly. The same. What are the foundational tenets? <laughs> what is it that you're? What is it that you're seeking after? And that's why it is so so sad to see how much we lack in the principles of the kingdom, because again, for a lot of people, they are so fixated on the material world that they don't realize. God has snatched you from this world. You're not from here. When you become a part of the kingdom, even before you're part of the kingdom, you're not from here. But you're but you don't know that until God reveals it to you. But once he reveals it to you, you got to make a choice. Once he if he, he once he makes you yours, makes you his rather, you got to then decide, I don't want to live for this world no more. I don't want to chase after the gods of this world. Doesn't mean don't work. Doesn't mean don't do well. Doesn't mean don't be <laughs> successful. Do those things. Be, be fruitful in what you, God has put in your hands. Mm -hmm. But don't allow your success in those areas to make you think that okay. success equates to being blessed. Because it doesn't. Being no. blessed is about having Christ and being so secure, anchored in it, being so anchored in your faith in him, because he already secured it, mm -hmm. but you got to be anchored in it to the point where whether things go great or whether they're horrible, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. Whether things go great or things go south, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. You know, in our, in the, in the, in the 18, I'm going to call 18, 19 months plus some other years that we were going through our stuff, but really the, the last 18 months that we were going through our stuff, you couldn't tell me our life wasn't a blessed life. Like, it felt like it was death. Like, the valley, that was a valley experience for sure, right? And for, and for a lot of people who would go through something like that, they wouldn't call that the blessed life. It didn't feel blessed. Feel, F-E-E-L, didn't feel blessed. But I tell you all the time, had it not been for the 18 months we went through, we wouldn't be here today. I needed those 18 months. Right? Not only did I need 18 months, I needed these past 15 years. I didn't even need, the, I, but even more than the 15 years, I needed, my math, the 18 years, I think 18, 19, some years. What, how old was I when I got when I, we got married? I was twenty three. I needed the twenty three years before that. I needed everything to line up exactly the way that it has to be where I am today. I would not be who I am today had it not been for all that I've been through, the good and the bad. I told, like I was telling you earlier today, 
do, <laughs> do you realize how many things have to go right just for a ride on a roller coaster to go well? Mm. There are so many pieces. <clears throat> I'm talking about pieces this small have that have to go right every single time in order for this ride to be successful. Do you know how many parts in your car have to go right mm -hmm. every single time in order for your car to start? Yeah. Just to start, everything has to go right. Let a spark plug in, but this big be off. Your car won't run. Do you know how many cells in our bodies have to go right mm -hmm. in order for our bodies to act right? How one little piece of the sciatica nerve can make a person feel so debilitated fall to the floor. One little, one little piece of nerve. It ain't even the whole thing. It's just one piece of it. If that thing go off in any kind of way, your whole body can shut down. If one piece of our dadgum spine gets knocked out of whack, we're paralyzed. One piece. It ain't got to be the whole spine. One little piece. That's how much things go have to go right in order for things to go right. And that's what God is saying to us. You don't understand the magnitude of how God loves you. Until you sit down for a minute and think about every last thing that you've been through in your life to be where you are today. And I told you this the other day. If God would have changed one thing about my life, what are the odds that I'd still be here? Infinitesimal. Like, I feel like well, every time we think about, you know, what would, I, would we change this, would we change that? There are some things, yes, that I would love to have changed. But at the end of the day, I have no regrets because I'm here. That is what it means to have the blessed life where we can look at the scale of our lives and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Huh. Here's a good song. Through all I have gone through, Lord, it was you pulling me through. Yes. Pulling me through. Remember that pastor doing like this? Every single time, it was God, his hand leading, his hand guiding. Even when we were faithless, God was still. Faithful. Even on our worst days, God orchestrated that thing. And nothing caught this man off guard. It's not like God was like, well, I had plan A over here, but now you don't get up. So now I got to circumvent and go to plan B and C in order to get you back to where I had you originally. God like, no, I knew you going to that. I knew. But I'm, but I'm letting you go through that in my permissive will so that I can be I can be glorified through you. Whether you whether you're for me or against me, I will get glory out of you. It's better for you if you're for, with me 
but I will still get glory out of you because your life ain't about ain't you. About you. I think it's really. I think it's. It's so cool because um, we're talking about this because we always say how. Um, God, I just had it. We all. Uh, I was on tip of my tongue. It went away just like that. But it was it was dealing with the fact that whether it's good or what. Oh, there it is. We always talk about um, being the light for people mm. to see. And mm-hmm. so I feel mm-hmm. like we lose sometimes that we have to go through the good as well as the bad so people can see God through it all. Like we don't get that. We We think that we're going through the bad because it's something that we've done. Yes, it is something that we've done. We gave our life to Christ. And so that's why I really wish that you asked for this. You asked for this. I really wish that churches would talk about that more. The fact that you're coming in, you get God, but you also get everything Everything that Christ went through. The 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 fellowship of his suffering. Sharing in his suffering. Yes. Yes. You get all of it. Suffering for righteousness sake. Yes. Yes. You get all of it. Mm -hmm. And in those hard times and those trials Mm -hmm. and those tribulations, what is our uh, what is our outer what is our outer reaction to it? What is our outer response to Mm. all of that? Mm-hmm. When you get, when God blesses you mm. with the the good, the money, the job, the house, the mm. car, the family, what do you do with that? Are you going to humble God, yourself? Are you going to be like Nebuchadnezzar? When God blesses you with the bad Ooh. health or blesses Say it you again. with losing Say it your again. job or Say blesses it again. you with your child going crazy or blesses you in your marriage where you feel like it's falling apart, what is your response? Mm. To all of that, are you just gonna That's good. waddle in That's good. you know defeat or mm. is it is it God you are you you are the one who is walking with me that walking through with no matter what you're walking with me you're with me no matter mm. what whether it's here or it's gone I am still giving you praise through death or through life I am giving you praise whether I'm here sharing the word or whether I'm dead and I'm with you it is you who I worship. Mm. What you got to say? Mm. <sighs> Lord Jesus, give me a minute, man. Just give me. A minute. Okay, no, but yeah, yeah, give me a minute. I, a minute. I, I, I was really thinking about that response to everything that you go through because it's sometimes people say it's easy. Sometimes people say it's easier to give God praise when you're happy than it is when you're when you're when you're down. But it's like you can't you can't say that because when you get the stuff that you're getting. Some people it goes to the head and you just forget who gave it to you. Or when you're you're low and nothing's going right, you feel like, okay, what the heck? I'm just gonna stay here. <clears throat> what you count in math? <laughs> okay. Girl. Oh Jesus. I said this at Pine Hill a long time ago during a Bible study that I taught. <clears throat> I said we think that these monu- these men of faith, you go back to the Hall of Faith in, in, in um, some place in the Bible. I remember it. Um, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's in Hebrews, Hebrews, in Hebrews. Because um, after he says that, he then goes to the whole list of the Hall of Faith they call. 
right? David's part of that hall. We think that just because David was anointed king and he's king of Israel, we only think about him being king, right? Only think about him being king. So he must be blessed because he's made king. This man was anointed king in 1 Samuel 16. He didn't become king until 2 Samuel chapter 5. So this man had to go through 19 chapters, quote unquote, of the Bible to finally become the king of Israel. Equated to what in time? That ain't even the point, even though that's part of it. Saul tried to kill him yeah. the whole time. Yeah. The whole freaking time. After he killed Goliath and started slaying folk and the women came out here out there saying, well, Saul's <laughs> killed thousands, but David's killed tens of thousands. Yeah. Saul was mad. That's why I say, what is that equated to in time? Like, because being it on the road for how long? It's probably a good 20, 30 years. It's probably a good 10, 20, 30 years that this man right. was on the run before he finally assumed the throne. God made him king when he was a kid, a teenager. He didn't get to see the throne until he was grown. I'm talking about grown, grown. We think that the blessed life is about becoming the king ascending the throne but no his life was blessed regardless yes. this man was living in a cave yeah. for years living in a cave for years he was still blessed this man pretended to lose his mind so a king wouldn't kill him in another country because he was on the run from Saul and then what happened in the end he got to didn't yeah, didn't kill him. Didn't kill him. Didn't kill him. Didn't kill him. It wasn't it so it's like, was that even really about David? It, that's, the, that's the point. That's the whole freaking what point. What is God doing in all of this? Exactly. Yeah, it may seem like you are the one who's being put in put the, fire, the fire. But do you know why you're being put in the fire? <sighs> because you can handle it. Boy. Not because the you are who you are, because of not because of your strength, not because of your knowledge, not because of your smartness or your intellectualness, whatever, but it's because God is He's in you. He is with you. Them boys went in the Hebrew, in the fiery furnace. And who was in the fire with them? God. Look, man said it looked like the son of God was in there. So Jesus showed up before he showed up. The sermon somewhere in there. <laughs> but the point is the blessed show. life, right? <laughs> the blessed life is not about things. It's not about titles. It's not about money. It's not about fortune. It's not about fame. It's not about houses. It's not about land. It's about having God, regardless of where you find yourself. Because yes. David was anointed, and that's why God made it so where he would never be killed. But it don't mean that man didn't suffer. Exactly. He suffered. Emotionally, mentally, mentally physically. physically. I mean, how many people he had to kill? How many wars and battles he went to? How many people who tried to have him killed he had to kill? This man went through a lot just to assume the throne. Then when he was on the throne, he still went through stuff. Because his kids hated him. His kids <laughs> hated him. Uh, whatever, uh, the dude, Absalom, I think his name's Absalom, I think, hated that man. Tried to have him kill 
several times. Several times. Like, what, are, what are you asking for? Know what you are asking. Know for. what you are getting know yourself getting into. Yourself that's why. Into. This, that's why. That's why you you said it. We said it so many times. We wish that our churches and when we say churches, we're not we're not talking about all of them, but at least the ones that we've been to and the ones that we want to see flourish that are not flourishing spiritually. They're they're flourishing in other ways, but they're not flourishing spiritually. We wish that they would get their get a grip on what the Christian life is really supposed to be about. Because how much more peace would their lives have if they weren't worried about the blessed life? I'm not, I ain't got the money, so, oh, oh my God, I don't have the husband, so, oh, oh my God, I don't have the car, so, oh my God. God's like, but you got me. But, but you, got, you got me. Like, what are you worried about? And if you are worried, that's fine. You want to holler at me about it? I'm here. We're going through the valley together. We are walking together, side by side, arm in arm, hand in hand. I'm the Holy Spirit riding with you. Like that's what the blessed life is. And so again, that's why that's why it, it brings it's bring it's brought my heart so much joy. Because again, I know in my in these last three years the. 21, 23, 23, the last two years, these last two years, my faith walk with God has been tried and tested for sure in a way that has never been tested before. And it's been tested where and the, the premise of the testing that God was doing with me was, will you worship me when the lights are off? This, this was my cave experience, if you want to call it something. Now, you know me, I like title stuff. Call it something. This was the cave experience for me. I'm not a I'm not a pastor of a five hundred one c three. I'm not singing in anybody's choir. I'm not running any ministries. It's just me, me in my house, right? And people want to call this a ministry, and that's and it, it surely is. So you know, there's something. There's probably some stuff I gotta deal with in that. But even with that, I don't have an audience. I don't have anybody to entertain. I don't have anybody to share with, so to speak, even though that's a, that's false. Because I got a whole host of people in my life to share stuff with. But because I didn't have the stage, I wasn't feeling it. And God was like, good. Mm. Now, let's get to work yeah. on your relationship with me that's not tethered to somebody else. Making mm -hmm. you feel a certain way with the information. Right, right. Because far too often, and this is what no one ever sat down with me on, and like I said, it is what it is, and I'm thankful because it definitely got me in a better place than I've ever been in my life with him. No one ever sat me down and said to me, so, how are things between you and God? It's always been, what ministry are you finna run? Or, you know, how are you going to do this? Or, you know, how can you help us with this? Or whatever the case is. No one's ever asked me how things are with me and God. Except you and a couple other friends I got, you know, Aaron, you know, and, 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 and them and asking every now and then, how? So what's up? How you doing? And so it's like, that's what God had to do with me. Now that you ain't got no ministry, now that you ain't trying to jump in nobody's pulpit, now you ain't trying to preach nowhere. How are you with me? And it took me a while to get here, but I'm thankful nonetheless, because it showed me that. 
you can have a relationship with God. Me, talking to me, you can have a relationship with him because your relationship with him ain't got to be about nobody but you and him. Let, let, God, you want my, want my eyes up. Let your light shine before others. So, <laughs> noise. So that, so that when others see how you are rocking with God, they will then glorify him. So it's not about you doing works so they can see, but it's about you rocking with God. Because if you're rocking with him, the works will take care of itself. Never, never thought about it like that too, just right now. Because what we do is we want to glorify God through our works. Mm -hmm. I want people to see my works. Right. But it ain't about him. I want them to see my good works. That's where I messed up. I want them to see my good works mm -hmm. and glorify God. I say, God be glory. <laughs> Thank you. Really, on the inside. Thank you. But to God be the glory on the outside. No. God wants us to live in such a way to where we are in it but not of it. See the lives that we live. Grow curious about how we're living the way that we do. And then glorify God through the revelation of him. So it's not about doing works. Being seen. Letting our works be seen. It's do they see God in you? Just by what you do. Which means <laughs> I have to have a relationship with God such to where I am blessed regardless of what state I'm in so that regardless of what state I'm in, people see the God in me. And, and people's response to them seeing the God in you has nothing to do with what you, you do, do and how you respond to God in your relationship. It has nothing, whether they like it or whether they whether hate, they it. hate, hate it. it, it has nothing to do with how you keep moving forward in God. Whatever yes. they say, whatever they mm -hmm. do, however they look at you, mm -hmm. they agree, they don't agree. Yeah. It does not stop your walk with God. Exactly. Exactly. And and that and that is the that is the 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 key that I'm as I'm sitting here like that's what I'm I'm gnawing on now. Like how often have I allowed my relationship with God to be hindered by how someone responded to my relationship with God? Mm. How often had had I allowed how 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 often was I allowing how other people view me to dictate my walk with Him, not the ministries, my walk wow. with Him? Because, like I told you before, when the church that was going to call us, that was calling us to go next to be pastor there. When I saw what was happening there, they didn't affect my faith. I just knew this ain't going to end well. This ain't going to end well. Guys, I see what's happening. I see what happened already. This is not going to end well. This ain't going to work. And I let those experiences dictate my faith rather than just saying that ain't where God wants us. And letting that be the end of it. 
I let those things affect me so badly because I was equating my relationship with God to being on stage to a degree. I loved him, still love him, never stopped loving him, but I allowed what I did for him to be dictated by, by how others were viewing what I did and didn't do. And as a result, I stopped doing the things that I loved to do for him, not because of what others wanted me to do for him, but what I love to do for him. I stopped doing those things. And as a result, my zeal for God died. It was, it was dying. And so I'm grateful, right? I'm grateful that we're, that, that my walk with him is in a place now where it doesn't matter whether the lights are brightest or not. The light shines, right, right, and I enjoy this, like making a podcast or not, I enjoy the walk, ministry or no ministry, I enjoy the walk, pastor, no pastor, I enjoy the walk, preaching, no preaching, I enjoy the walk, amen, enjoy the silence, enjoy the walk, (laughs) because that. <laughs> is the blessed life walking hey. with God till He come back and get us? Because what? Because what are we gonna be doing when we get there? Walking, walking with God and living the blessed life. Right. That, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> it is exactly right. We need to remix it. Remix it. Right. So <laughs> yeah, man, that's good, man. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I wouldn't mind getting some, you know, feedback from y'all who are listening mm-hmm. and watching because mm-hmm. that's a really like tricky and hard conversation to have with people. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you blessed? How do you view being blessed? Because where your always, blessings come from? Yeah, we always equate the blessings with uh, all those tangible things in our life, and when something bad happens, it's like we just we just fall over we go limp mm. you know and no, think that that is not that something's wrong and and that's when people start to blame themselves for things and yes so it's it was just on my heart you know because after after everything we went through mm. after everything that w- it was it was hard and you're right we i did not feel blessed no. you know I, no. I i felt like and you know, my life was, you know, turn upside down. <laughs> it, but in all of that, it got to a point where y'all, and I will tell you this, this is a blessing. It got to a point where even when I felt down or I felt anxiety or I felt, you know, hurt or I felt sad, I felt lonely, I felt, you know, all of these feelings. So all of these feelings, and this might sound weird, but it is so true. Feeling all of that, somewhere in my heart space, I felt, I felt peace. peace. I felt like the peace that surpasses all understanding. And it felt like, Mm. and it felt like, even though my heart may have been feeling hurt, Mm. it's like I don't know. It's just this. It and it was a feeling. But it was like, it was a feeling of, you're okay. Yeah. 
you're good. Yeah. And it's not even like I was trying to tell myself that because y'all, I was telling myself, I'm not okay. I'm done. I can't do. Okay, won't do this no more. Be here. I just. But not another day. That kept saying, "You're good." Yeah. You're right. Right. You're okay. Mm-hmm. You're good. And so it was like, "You're not." Yes, you are. Yeah. It was some. It was so many times where, even though I couldn't. Oh my gosh. It was like, even though, and this was la- this is the latter part of it, mm-hmm. even if I couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. I felt rested when I got up. It was so weird. Yeah. It was so weird. Like, I got you. I may have, I been, got think- you. I may have been thinking about everything. But I got you. But I went through the day as if I got some sleep. Every day. Every day. It, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to get to a place where your your outside circumstances and situations cannot affect the soul the soul and soul. that's where you start to really just and that's where you start to really mess those things up because when you're allowed you got to remember you're warring you guys mm-hmm. we're not war- we're not warring with each other mm-hmm. not battles are not against flesh and blood principalities and powers and so when that and and strong. when that spirit feels, mm-hmm. you know, that balance is not even a balance, but yeah, that scale is off. Mm-hmm. It feels that. Yeah. But then when you start to go through and you start to walk with God, when you start to get a little bit closer to him, mm-hmm. it's almost like the soul is like. Mm-hmm. We get in there. Yeah, it still sucks right now, but mm-hmm. hey, we get in there. We get in there, <laughs> and so that that is the, the blessed. Ble- that's life. the blessing. That's the blessing. Walking with Him, Walking having with him. him. Yes, because when you have Him, I'm telling you, even though soul man, even though your outside may not feel it, like the older we get, the more the more our bodies start to show it mm. and feel it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm still like, all right, God, mm. I'm good. Can I tell you why people don't know what the blessed life is? Yeah. Because they don't value what's most important. You just said it. Like when the soul is able to say, yeah, we got this. Mm-hmm. We good. Yeah, we got this. When the soul can say that. Mm-hmm. Everything else can be like, oh my god! Like, don't get me wrong. You yeah, still might, cry. You yeah. still might feel pain. Yeah, you still gonna hurt. Like it may be the dark night, for real. The night darkest before the dawn. It can yes. be dark. There is no light seen anywhere, but the soul, mm-hmm. the soul can say, "It is well. Yes. It is well because I got God." And even if things don't go the way I see them going, mm-hmm. I got God and he's already there. Yes. He already sees it. He already knows it. He already understands it. And he's going to hold my hand through it all. Mm-hmm. So what am I afraid? What am I worried about? Mm-hmm. Man can, all, all man can do is destroy my body. It cannot destroy my soul. I have peace. And again, it's because people don't value the thing that really matters, the soul. If you care more about your soul than anything else in this world, 
then no matter what happens, you're good. It hurts, but you're good. You're crying, but it's good. It's painful, but you're good. You're numb, but it's good. good. It's You're good because the soul is what matters the most. And like Paul said, excuse me, we exercise our bodies. I, I don't think I do all that much. I'm working on it. We exercise our bodies. To, we physically train them to be better, to be stronger, to do the things that we want them to do. Why are we not exercising our souls? Training our souls for the day coming where our souls will be tested. It's because we don't care about our souls like we're supposed to. But we need a savior to redeem us yes. and remind us, I made you in the image of me. I, God, breathe life into you. I put my soul in you. That doesn't make you God. So I don't yeah. want nobody on this dog on podcast. Like, see, I try to tell you we are gods. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying he breathed life into us unlike any other creature he created. All the other creatures he spoke and they became. Yes. He breathed yeah. life into He that crafted us and put that in us. But we don't have the wherewithal to know it until he reveals it to us. But once he reveals it to us, why are we having tasted and seen that the Lord is good going back to garbage? Everything else in this world is garbage compared, rubbish compared, dung to, to compared to elephant doo-doo, compared to Christ. If we tasted and seen that the Lord is good, why would we go to anything else? If we've had first class, why would we go back to coach? We had, you know, a, a, a porterhouse steak. Why would you go back to chicken tenders? Yeah. Oh, that's what was good example. But now I'm going to read this because I'm probably going to listen to this in a minute. Mm. Um, I'm going to read part of the verse and part. I'm going to read part of the verse and the whole mm. course. Um, we pray for healing. We pray for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. Mm. And all the while, you there they go. You hear each song again. Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things. What if your blessings come through raindrops? Mm. What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? Your blessings are not always those things that make you happy. No. Your happy. blessings mm. can be those things mm. that make you feel like just <sighs> sad sometimes or mm. make you feel like, I don't know. Mm. Your blessings don't always make you feel what you want to feel. We're going to suffer. And you are going to gain things of this world. Mm. Get the good with the bad. I used to, oh my gosh, I used to always say this when we were going through what we were going through. Mm -hmm. I, I look at the good as well as the bad. I take the good as well as the bad. We're going to go through the good as well as the bad. It's all, you, you get it all. 
Mm. You have to be willing when you say that you believe in Christ and that you want to follow him and that you want to be, you want him to be your savior. You want him to be in your life. You are saying, Lord, I am going to be happy and I'm going to be sad. I'm going to suffer and I'm going to gain. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to lose and I'm going to gain. You're going to suffer y'all is, is that that's a part of it, mm. but it does not mean that you are, are not blessed. If anything, that means that you are blessed. And that's a good thing because you know that God is with you mm. no matter what. I think about, oh God, when I think about this, it makes me want to cry, but I think about God, Jesus, what, what, what you went through, I could not have, I, I don't even think I have the, mm -mm. <laughs> an ounce mm -mm. of the strength that you had to take that first whip. Mm -mm. <laughs> To not pass tapped out. out. I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out. Tapped out. I'm. <laughs> okay, God, right, come God. get him. Come get him. I'm done. Like, I'm done. I don't take him. I don't. I and I'm bring bring the angels. Me, that's just me being Ooh, honest. Listen, squat up. Okay, that's just me being honest. Squat up. We had talked about Man. a while back. Maybe our first one of our first few podcasts. Dang, I can't be God. I'll be so petty. I'm not Jesus. Mm -mm, wipe him out. Let's reset. I, you know. Listen, let's stand up. Snap him. <laughs> I can't do but it. He went, oh God, but you went through that for us. For us. For us. So why can't we go through the suffering for you? Mm. Because of you. Because of you. Mm. Because of you. I'm gonna say this and you take it wherever. Our happiness is not God's end game. God's glory is God's end game. And until his end game becomes our deepest delight, we will never truly be happy. And even if we were to truly be happy, Guys, happiness may be here today and gone tomorrow. And it'll snap. Because happiness is solely predicated on circumstance. your circumstances circumstance. in that moment. Circumstance. Circumstance. I'd rather have joy. I choose joy. Joy. joy transcends all circumstances, all situations, all people. And joy can only be truly found in him. I'm good, man. Me too. Good. That sums it up. That's good stuff, man. I, can I just say, like, I'm so thankful for this podcast. Like I don't care who I don't care who hears it. I really don't. I don't I don't care who hears it. Because I can truly say these podcasts 
they have really reminded me of what truly matters. And it brings my heart so much joy to be able to do these podcasts with you. And so I'm just, I'm thankful that these podcasts, that we're doing this. Because I know that God is good, but it's good to know that he's good for you too. So much so that I'm glad that we're in a position to remind each other of how good God is. Even though we don't need this podcast to do it, it makes my heart glad that we got it and we can. So until God says otherwise, or they kick us off the airwaves, here we are. So, all right, man. All right, listen. Love you guys. Have a great week, weekend, wherever you're listening to it, whenever you're listening to it. And as we always say, sometimes, if you can't see the good, see the good. Love you guys. Peace out, homies.